And now, on Prophetic Faith. broadcast here prophetic faith i'm pastor robbie bear and tonight we're going into volume five of preventative faith my lord we have learned so much already about how faith and at its greatest time is used in preventative measures now see god <clears throat> god wants you to live in such a way that you're not expecting bad things to happen if you listen to most church people that's all they tend to talk about if you listen to their conversations they're just they're anticipating and they're expecting bad things to come. They're expecting hardships to come. But that's not how God wants us to live. God wants us to live in such a way where we prevent many things from happening, happening to us. Why? So that we can live victorious and most importantly, so that we can spend our time helping other people that are going through hard times instead of ourselves always being in hard times. Now tonight we're going in about to learn about prayer. Now I know you may think you, you know all there is to know about prayer, but I'm going to take you deeper in the Word of God and I'm going to show you how prayer is to be used in preventative ways. Now what's most people's mindset? I'll pray when I get in trouble. I'll get a hold of God when all the pressure's on. But what God is trying to teach us is, is that He wants us to pray before anything ever happens to prevent things from happening. So let's get into this word right now. It's really going to bless you, and I'll see you in just a moment. Now, Ephesians 6.18, read this right here with me. Ephesians 6.18. It says, praying when? Always with what? All prayer and supplication. Now, many people think, well, prayer and supplication, that's the same thing, right? We're going to discuss that today, and I'm going to show you the difference. Prayer and supplication in the what? In the spirit, not the flesh. Amen? Not the flesh, but in the spirit. Because you are a spirit being. Watching thereunto with all what? Perseverance. And supplication, what? For all saints. That talks about praying for one another. Amen? Now watch this right here. Now, do you know that prayer can be a form of preventative faith? You say, how is that? Think about it for a second. What is prayer? Before we break it down, let's just say as a whole, as a summary, what is prayer? Prayer is you looking ahead, trying to create what? A future. Amen? In other words, you are praying for a specific outcome to happen. Come on, somebody. That's why we're praying. Amen? We're not praying just to pray. 
But when we come, where we go, whether you go off in the woods or in your building or your shop or your closet, wherever you go to pray, when you go to pray every day, what are you doing? You are seeking after a specific and determined outcome. That, ladies and gentlemen, is prayer as a whole. And when we do that, do you understand that you are exercising preventive faith? In other words, you are looking ahead, you're being vigilant, you're watching, and you're saying, this is how I want this to turn out. This over here is how I want this to come. This over here is when I want it to come into my life. That's preventative measures. Amen? Because you have understand by now in your walk with God that if you don't pray, something's not going to happen. Amen? Until we learn how to pray. Somebody say pray. Until we learn how to pray, nothing can happen. Oh, but I thought God wants me to be blessed. He wants me to be healed. He wants me to be this and that. Yes, He does. He wants that more than anything in your life. But guess what? He can't do it until you start to pray. Amen? Uh, Mark eleven twenty two through 26, I believe it is, Jesus talks about prayer. He, well, number one, He talks about speaking into the mountain. Getting the mountain out of the way. Then he says, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you what? Take them. Come on. Believe that you take them. When do I receive them? We, we cover this sometime over the summer. When, do, when did I receive it? The moment I prayed. Amen. Come on. The moment that I believed that God was going to give it to me, I had received it then. Amen. Now, let's break this down. Number one, he says prayer. What is prayer? If you want to take notes, you need to write all this down. It is an offering of thanksgiving in an area that you seek after and desire. Let me say it one more time. Prayer is an offering of thanksgiving. Now see, right away, most of you are probably thinking, oh, that's not what I thought prayer was. I thought prayer was just wailing and crying out, Oh, Lord, oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. No, that's not what that... He said you come with thanksgiving. Amen? See, I'm going to show you the difference between prayer and supplication. So first off, you enter in with prayer, which is thanksgiving. God, I thank you that you're meeting all my needs. Lord, I thank you that you're taking care of this situation. I am your child. You are my father. And I thank you, Lord, that you're taking care of all this. And I just praise you for it now. And I thank you, Father, that this area that, I, that I've been praying about is working out. And, and this over here. See, that's prayer. You're being specific on it. And you're specifically thanking God in certain areas. Amen? So he says prayer. In all things. Right? In all things, which means now. Somebody say, pray now. Pray for the now. Pray for the future. Say it one more time. Pray for the now. Pray for the future. See, some people are so caught up with now, they're not even thinking about tomorrow. So caught up. Oh, Lord, if you could just get me through this situation. I don't know how and where I'm going. Well, he's going to get you through it because he said he would, number one. So you need to be looking ahead. You, yeah, you need to be focused and dealing with that issue, but you also need to be looking ahead. What's after that storm? Come on. What's after that situation? What's after that obstacle? So prayer is for now and for the future. Now, he says at all times, 
praying always with all prayer at all times. What's that mean? That means every season in every situation that you're in. You say sometimes, well, you know, it's not favorable for me to pray. It's always favorable for you to pray. Amen? And there's always time for prayer. Now listen to me. I understand you've got a busy schedule. So do I. So does everybody in here probably. Everybody's got a busy schedule. But guess what, church? There has not been one day that I have not been able to find time to pray. Not one. That's why the Bible is the Bible says praying always, and that means I can always what? Come on, I can always pray. So praying in every season. So what should be my first response when something arises or I see something ahead? What should be my first response? Not going to talk to brother, sister, so and so, or whoever. No, what's my first response? Pray. Amen. Get off with the Father and what? Pray. It's time to deal with this thing. Amen? Because he said, I know what you need before you even ask, but I need you to ask. Amen? I need you to ask. Now, he says, every kind, all prayer. Now, as I'm reading this, you're reading the King James. I'm reading how it says it in the Greek. It says, with every kind of prayer. So what? So we realize and we know that there are different types of prayers. Are there not? Here's some examples. There is a prayer of faith. The Bible says, if there's any sick among you, let them gather the elders of the church, call upon them, anoint them with oil. And then what's he say? He said, anointing them with oil and praying the prayer of what? Faith. He said, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Amen? So right there, that's one type of prayer. There's a prayer of thanksgiving, which I just dealt with. You're thanking God. We've seen Jesus pray prayers of thanksgiving to the Father, did we not? Especially before He went to the cross. Number three, we, learned that we know that there is intercessory prayer. What is intercessory prayer? That means that's what this whole thing is talking about. Praying with prayer and supplication with all for all the saints. So in other words, intercessory means that you have a burden to pray for other people. I did not say that you have a burden to feel sorry for people. I'm going to show you something right now. There's a difference between feeling sorry for somebody and having compassion. You say, no, 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 they're one and the same. No, they're not. See, you can feel sorry for somebody and not do anything. Hey. Or you can have compassion. The Bible says that Jesus had compassion. And then what would happen? He would heal them. He would pray over them. He would speak a word over them. See, so co- compassion makes you do something about it. Amen? That's what compassion does. So now watch this. So there's prayer of intercessory, meaning you have a burden to pray for other people, pray for churches, pray for different things, not just your specific things, and you don't stop until you feel a release of that. That's intercessory prayer. Amen? Now, as I say all these things, you need to know that you need every type of one of these. You need the prayer of thanksgiving. You need the prayer of faith. You need the prayer of intercessory. There's another prayer that we're going to deal with later on. It's the prayer of agreement. Somebody say the prayer of agreement. 
And we're going to deal with that in just a minute. That means that you come in agreement. Somebody comes in agreement with you concerning a specific thing and you say, okay, let's bind our faith together and let's pull this forth. There is power in the prayer of agreement. Amen. Now, so then he says, prayer. Praying all with all prayer. And what? Supplication. That word prayer right there means speaking it and not being silent. See, this is why you need to study these things is because if you don't, you may not grasp fully what the verse is saying. Because, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, well, I pray silent prayers. How many have ever heard that? How many, is you, how many uses that? Come on. Let's just be real. I pray silent prayers. Well, that's not what this is talking about. He says, when you pray, you say something. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, say something. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You need to say something. So when, let me tell you something. The devil, I'm going to tell you right now, the devil's not going to back off of you if you pray in prayers like, oh, Lord, I just thank you. It's not going to happen. You say, why? Because he only responds to authority. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You want, a, you want an easy example? If you're running from the police, they don't say, pray. <laughs> Amen? They don't do that, do they? What do they say? Freeze! That's authority. They're telling you, if you don't freeze, something's going to happen. Amen? And when you pray prayers of authority... That word prayer right here means to speak it out. Amen. Speak what you want. Turn to your neighbor and say, speak what you want. I find so many times that people are so busy talking about what they have and they never deal with what they want. The only way you're ever going to get what you want or what God wants for you in your life is you've got to learn to start speaking those things. Amen. So that's what we do in prayer. Prayer speaks something. He said, whatsoever you say, amen. He said, when you believe that you have what you say or, or you believe that you have what you say, you have whatever you say. Whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you take it and you have it. Now, supplication. What is supplication? It's not prayer. What is it? Supplication is a petition. Somebody say petition. See, we thought prayer was petition. No. Supplication is petition. What does that mean? It means, watch this. It means to humbly look to God as your source. So when I'm offering up supplication unto God, I am looking unto God as my source and as only my source. See, do you think, watch this. Do you think that God knows whether or not you're looking to everything else too? Yes, he does. You ain't fooling nobody. And let me tell you something. You might think this is crazy, but I'm going to tell you right now. <clears throat> as long as you look to other things as your source, he, he will allow them to be your source. Meaning you're not going to get your prayers answered. But if you make up your mind, hey, God and God alone is going to be my source. Then that's when God steps in and says, I'll be your source. I'll be your healer, I'll be your deliverer, I'll be your provider, I'll be all those things. When you look to Him, that is supplication. When you come to God and say, God, there's nobody else that can heal me. There is nobody, I have a financial need, and I'm telling you right now, there is nobody else. 
I'm looking unto you right now. There is nobody else that can deliver me and provide for me. I know if you don't make a way, there is no way. Now, if you ever notice that when people would come to Jesus, watch what they would say. They would say stuff like, speak the word and I know it'll be done. See, that's supplication. And see, they would say stuff like, uh, just, just I, I, I know that we're the dogs, but even the dogs get to eat the children's crumbs. See, that's supplication. You're humbling yourself before God and saying, God, I can't do it alone. So first we entered in with thanksgiving and then we started to humble ourselves saying, God, I thank you. You are my provider. You're my healer. You're all these things. You and you alone. And you make a petition. What does that mean? When you make a petition, you are going to the Word. Somebody say, go to the Word. You are going to the Word and you're looking up what it says about that situation. You're dealing with a loved one that's not saved. What does the Word say about that? Well, the Word says that, my, that me and my whole household is saved. We'll be saved. The Word says I have this all the way down to a thousand generations. So what do you do? You take that as a petition. The word petition means to write it down. Amen? Some of y'all need to write down your petition to God. And when you do this, watch this. You are presenting it before God and say, God, this is the proof that I can have what I'm asking you for right now. Amen? Now let me tell you something. Do you think for one second that's not going to work for you? Oh, you better believe it. See, when you come to God, see, God wants you to remind himself or remind yourself uh, of his word. He wants you to come to him and he wants you to quote word to him. See, see, watch this. There's a lot of times I'll go to God and I'll say, God, I hold you to your word. Oh, you better not say that. No, he wants me to say that. Because you know what I'm doing? I'm exercising my faith. See, that's, that's exactly what a kid does to you. And what's it do? It makes you happy, don't it? Unless you don't want to do that promise. Come on. Oh, Lord, they remembered that. No. What do you, what's a kid do? Mama, Daddy, you said that you would do that. You said that you are going to take us to McDonald's. You said that you were going to buy us ice cream afterwards. What is that? That is a supplication. They are realizing. Watch this right here. They are realizing it takes you to make it happen. Oh, y'all better hear me. It takes you to make it happen. And number two, they are saying unto you, here's my petition. I hold you to your word. Oh, come on, somebody. What it, when, when your kids do that, you say, get on out of here. You don't no, 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 no. You don't do that. What do you do? You do it. I said it. Amen. God wants you to hold him to his word. That's why he gave it to you, ladies and gentlemen. He gave you this word so you could get in there and make a petition that if something is not lining up in your life to the word, you say, hey, wait just a minute. The word says that I can have this. God, you said you would bless me. God, you said you had healed me. I know what my body's saying right now, but you promised that you healed me. That is your petition. That's your supplication. Now, if I come to God and I say, God, I'm going to try this right here. And if it don't work the first time, I'm going down the road. That's not supplication. Amen. 
That's not supplication. And you can bet right now you're not going to receive. <laughs> Woo! Okay. So now do you see the difference between prayer and supplication? Prayer is thanksgiving to God. It's saying, God, I just thank you for it. I praise you. You're meeting all my needs. And then supplication humbly holds God to his word and exercises that word. Prayer and supplication. Making a petition. Now, it says watch. Watch. So pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching. Somebody say watching. That word watching means looking ahead. Isn't that what we've been teaching on? Looking ahead. Don't just walk. You would not believe how many Christians, I'm talking about Christians, that go through life and don't even have a clue where they're going. Don't have a clue what God's doing in their life. You know, just hoping and praying one day that uh, they're good enough to enter into heaven. You'll never be good enough. It's only by His righteousness. Glory to God. Preventative prayer. Have you ever heard about it? You may have been watching the last two weeks and saying, Pastor Riley, I have never heard of prayer put in that way. Well, praise God for that. Because by revelation, you're able to go further than you ever have before. Remember this. You can never go past what's been revealed to you. So you have to, it has to be revealed to you. And God is revealing a deeper realm of prayer in our life. There's multiple ways to pray and not just one singular way. And one of the greatest ways that prayer can be used is in preventative measures to prevent things from happening ahead of time. Now, like I've said for weeks now, I love when God delivers and He sets free and He heals. But you know what I like even better? When you don't get sick, when, you don't, when you're not broke, when you're not defeated, or when you're not bound. Those are a whole lot better than what we've been dealing with. Now, so we learned last week about Jabez. We learned how Jabez prayed a preventative prayer. Nothing bad had happened to him yet. Nothing wrong had happened. But he knew that if he did not use prayer in a preventative measure, that he was going to have a life of what? Sorrow. Because names meant something. It was a pronouncement of what your life was going to be like. So watch this. So he prayed a prayer. And God granted that prayer, and he stopped a life of sorrow and had a life where God's hand was on him. He was blessed. His territory was enlarging. He was increasing. Glory to God. Now, you said, well, you know, that's great, but that was the Old Testament. What about the New? Okay. Well, the disciples asked Jesus. They said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Not just for Christianity, not just for the church, but even individually. Teach us about prayer life. And this is what Jesus said. He said, this is what you pray. He said, you pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Okay, stop right there. On the earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus was teaching them a preventative prayer. How? He was teaching him. He said, you need to be praying right now that the course of your life will be heaven on earth. In other words, that you will be living by the kingdom of God instead of the kingdom of this world. Now, we know what the kingdom of the world gets you. 
poverty, sickness, debt, disease, all these different things, misery, depression, all those things are of this world. Now, I know many people in the church that they're just living for Beulah Land. They're living, well, I'm just waiting to get to heaven. Well, wait a minute. God has gifted you with this life for a reason. Now, what does He want you to do with this life? He wants you to show people the, the benefits of having God in your life, the benefits of serving Jesus Christ. Now, how do you do that? Father, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when we pray this prayer and we live, watch this, we connect ourselves to the kingdom of God, which is peace and joy and health and prosperity and just countless things that God has blessed us with. When we show people these things, we are going to be the greatest witness we could ever be to people. So all through the Old Testament, through the New Testament, whichever place you want to look, preventative prayer is there. So God wants you to begin to use these things to carve a pathway of victory for your life. Now, I'll leave you with this before I get into prayer. If you don't set the course of your life, the enemy will do it for you. I'm going to pause right there for a second. If you don't set the course of your life, the enemy will plan it for you. You know what he's got planned for you? Cancer, diabetes, all kinds of diseases, poverty, your kids uh, living in the world, all these different things. He's got so many plans for you that he wants to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. But you have the power to change those things. As we said, uh, I believe it was three weeks ago, I, I will not comply to those things, but I'm taking a stand. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for every person right now that is watching this. They may be in a situation that they don't know what to do. They may be in a situation right now, Father, that they didn't ask to be there. They didn't get themselves into the situation. But I thank you right now that they're watching this because you're showing them that they can do something about it. Now, we can't change the past, but we can most certainly change the future. So, Lord, I pray right now that your people will begin to pray preventative prayers. That they will take a stand in the Word of God and they will pray the simple prayer that you taught us. Your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. We thank you that the kingdom has already come and you've already paid for all these things. So now we confess that we are going to live kingdom life. And we're going to live by the power of your kingdom. So therefore, we're not going to receive what the world receives. We thank you for this. We praise you for it now. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Now, Faith Partners, thank you so much for your continued support. Thank you for all those that have wrote letters to us, uh, contacted us on social media, just uh, asking for prayer or just saying, you know what, these messages are really blessing us. Your ministry is really touching us. Thank you for that. It is a pleasure to come before you every single week and give you the good news of the gospel. My Lord, if there's ever a time we need some good news, it's right now. So thank you again. We'll see you next week. Keep walking by faith and remember, Jesus loves you. I'll see you next week. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also 
request information at accelerantfaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at accelerantfaith.org as well. Jesus, the devil is a liar.